Well, welcome to episode four of Sean IRL. Uh, thank you for coming and uh, listening to this experience. Hopefully, if this is your first episode, you will also take the time to go back and listen to uh, the previous three episodes. Had some guests on there that I'm really, really uh, thankful for, and I appreciate that they've uh, given me the time to allow me to talk to them and to uh, share a little bit about their art and their story um, with you guys, with this audience. Uh, in this current episode, episode four, I'm talking with Kendall Spriggs, uh, also known as Dill. Um, Kendall is uh, working on a project um, that will be coming out this year. Um, the first single uh, for that project will be 20 some. The first track for that project was released on February 20th. So it's already out there. So you're able to go to SoundCloud uh, to go and take a listen. But you can also go to his uh, Instagram account, which is 20 something. And I'll spell that T W E N T Y S U M N. So go over there, give a follow. Um, you'll see a post that has an IGTV posting, which will show you a video. And you'll get a chance to, you know, see his creativity there as well as the. Um, uh, other people that he collaborated with on that video and get a chance to listen to that song 20 some but you can also go to soundcloud.com 20 some again t-w-e-n-t-y-s-u-m-n slash 20 something featuring yaj um there are dashes between each of those words uh so you can take a listen there as well so i'm encouraging everybody um everyone i talked to on this show i'm a fan of theirs before i have them on and I'm really interested in the art and uh, the things that they're putting out there in the world. So I'm hoping that those that uh, listen to this episode will go out there, um, will go to uh, Kendall's IG and, and give a follow and also listen to his music. Keep your ears peeled for more uh, music coming from him. I got an opportunity to really um, sit back and to see his creativity um, one night at a studio. So. I know he has a lot of other things in store for us. Okay, so without further ado, uh, thank you again for coming back to this space, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Okay, let's listen to my conversation with Dill. I started out life as an artist, right? As a kid drawing. Um, I, I we talked a little bit in the studio, right? Like where, where I was saying, like, man, I really love the uh, the talent, the musical talents, man, that I've seen. And you gotta remind me all the names of the people mm-hmm. who was there. I think it was um Troy. No, it was a, it was a T. It was a there. Oh, Ty. Ty. So Ty he had Danley. Ty. Ty was on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Corey there was playing guitar and mm-hmm. bass. Um, your the, the vocalist was Jay, what was his name? Oh, JM. Yeah. JM. Yeah, he was helping us with some background vocals. Right. And as I'm looking at these people, I'm just like, like, like these are, the, these are the guys I love being around, right? Because in my start in life, it was drawing as a little kid, loving comic books, loving video games, not just loving the games, but see, I love the games for the art, but I also had that nerdy element in that, like, I was so taken aback by the... Um, the technology behind it, you know, at the same time, you know, like making, <laughs> like making a game, like, 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 uh, you know, when uh, we talk about Nintendo Entertainment System, like back in the day, or Genesis, or then get up, get up to uh, Super Nintendo, like, I was curious about, well, why was one 8-bit, and now this is 16-bit, and then now this is 32-bit, wow. like, what does that mean, you know, so, like, I love digging into that side and of that's, 
that's crazy to me. Like just how people's minds work differently. Yeah. Because of course I was a kid, I was into video games too, yeah. but I didn't analyze it to that level. I was just sixteen bit. I I don't know what that is. I don't really care. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to save Princess Zelda. You know, <laughs> like that's it. But um, yeah, you got to be a nerd to to care about that stuff, man. And I was a nerd. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, loved video games. I made comic books. Um, I wasn't the most socially inept person and um it was because i spent so much time with things that i loved and you know i was just i think it shows still yeah but as i got older i realized like the way you analyze video games i like to analyze people okay yeah i really and i feel like we were talking about before you can be a people person you can be a data person uh, or you can be good with your hands good with your hands yeah and like, I feel like that my strongest suit is, like, knowing people, okay. knowing how to communicate. And that's why I make music, to communicate. I agree with that, actually. And I'm sure that's why you do podcasts, is to communicate. Definitely, man. All the way. Yeah, all the way. I'm using my phone for this connection. So, okay. I'm waiting for it to, to pop up, man. Because we're about to get in some good conversations. See, I feel it. We haven't been recording? <laughs> We are recording right oh, okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're missing some good stuff. No, no, man. Like we're about to get we're about to get in some good conversation. I feel it. And I wanna I wanna make sure that um because I I like man, so it's it's like here we go talk about these two two brains, man. Like the artist is supposed to be I don't know, I guess may, then maybe this is just like a falsehood that society has put on artists. That's not gonna work. I don't know why um but maybe just like yeah maybe just like a, a lie that people have put on artists but like you know artists are supposed to be like more aloof um more not good with time not good with schedules you know structure is not i don't mm. want structure you know that sort of thing um and, and i don't i don't know for me if it's the years spent in it that's maybe done this to my brain but like i for sure i'm not the most structured it guy i'm very unstructured but even but but when it comes to my art, I probably have a little bit more structure mm. in it, you know, than like maybe like most most artists do. I think I'm not sure. No, I would you know, say so. yeah, I'm not sure, but maybe. So anyway, I'm pulling up this doc. All right, so um, since you, you did ask me, I didn't fully um answer the question like why am I doing this podcast? Because I, I do like this is a this is me reconnecting with people, right? Um, I can't. I feel like I cannot. I can't spend every single day like just looking at technology, just looking at business, you know, which is supposed to yeah. be cold and calculating, yeah. you know. Um, in my business, uh, I actually now, you know, now getting uh, out of the development and then now doing the management, I'm, I'm dealing with people. But still, it's supposed to be cold and calculating, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, like, if this person isn't getting us to the date that we set, arbitrarily even though we didn't have enough time to really make a full assessment of yeah. that date and we're actually asking them to do something that is probably near impossible and it's not their fault that person still isn't cutting it so they need to be mm. cut <laughs> right it's business it's business and that's the side of business that i cannot stand i i, I hate that side of business so for me photography getting back around artists and then doing this podcast that does center around artists is getting me back to that. Mm, I yeah. like that. 
Yeah. I like that. I dig that a lot. And cool. especially like getting you back to people, getting you back in touch and it's on your terms. Yeah. And I think that's like, you were talking about structure before. Mm-hmm. I think especially as we get older, we crave structure and we, we want to be in control at all times. Mm-hmm. And like when it comes to like me making music, I want to bring people to me and I also want to reach the people, but I I don't really like going out much, you know, like I'm okay. not, I'm not the one to have a bunch of friends, you know, I have like a few close friends and, yeah. and that's good enough for me, but I do, I do love people. Mm-hmm. So I think like being in control of your product is super important. And, oh yeah, we were talking about business. We were. <laughs> Like what I like about music has nothing to do with money. Okay. And it's funny. I talked to my wife who's a photographer and she's pulling a lot of money with her photography mm-hmm. and um, shout out to damn photography, by the way. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Yeah. She's, <laughs> is she's, that, is that, is that my next guest? She might be. <laughs> she's up for it, you know, she, right. but she's like, she's not for the fool around, like, and uh, she talks to me sometimes about like like you're you're losing money with this music, you know, like you need to you're putting so much into it. I don't see you getting much out of it. Mm-hmm. And I say it has nothing to do with money for me. Like it's it's not business. It's it's fun and it's expressing myself and it's communicating with people and it's something that's gonna last forever. Yeah. Rather than just you know I get some money and I spend it. And then I have nothing to show for it. Right. So, yeah, I just, um, I think the most important things in life have nothing to do with money. Yeah. Money or business. You know, it's just doing what you love. I'm thinking about something because I think, um, all right. <clears throat> so this here's, here's a part where I said um, this, I, I think will, um, so you know why I'm doing this podcast, right? So I think that will kind of give you an idea all right cool like who's this guy i'm talking to because we just met right and we're getting to know each other mm-hmm. um the other the other thing is that i really feel and uh i really feel like when i look around the world um and i think we have things like soundcloud that's helping us to do that we got instagram we have you know facebook's been there for a while but we see like a lot of people that are like trying to get back to their loves you know like instagram people just thought oh, okay cool i could take um, pretty pictures it gives me a place um, to show that and some of those people may have approached it with all right this is a business opportunity I'm a photographer mm-hmm. I want to get more business but I think a lot of those people approach it with this is just what I love and I'm yeah. just showing what I love and then from showing what they love it actually became a money maker right. right I actually think that um in life we're going back to we're seeing more and more today and it would be great if life made this full turn back to do what you love and make money from it, mm-hmm. you know. And and I, and I really feel like that is becoming more and more um, essential to making money than uh, the other way around, which is all right, cold, sterile. I'm just cutting people how I feel, right. and I'm a cutthroat. And I'm just like for for business alone, because I think in this day and age of social media, people want they want that connection. Mm-hmm. And since they're having more and more connection with businesses and people that they're buying services right. from, there it's it's a lot harder to hide, right? People don't want to uh, do business with criminals. 
Mm-hmm. So like, do you, do you you? you do, I get what you're saying. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, so, sure. and that's it's the whole <laughs> mindset. It's a whole life philosophy that's been like slowly happening over the last like 20 years. Like, yeah. Rather than just going to a job that you hate mm-hmm. and coming home to your family and staying at that job all your life because it's secure and safe. You know, people are moving around. They're going from job to job, seeing what they like, what they don't like. And when they go into college, they're looking for a trade that, uh, something that they love, not just something that's going to make money. Yeah. And it can be a good or a bad thing because people can take advantage of, you know, you when you're just following after uh, all something that you love. All the way. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope and you kind of have to know yourself and you have to know the world around you. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a good thing. All right, so <clears throat> just looked at the time. We've been talking about like 14 minutes, uh, and I know who you are, mm-hmm. but I think um, people listening need to know who you are, right? So introduce yourself. Tell okay. us who you are and your art, where it can be found. Okay, my name is Kendall Spriggs. Um, I go by Dill in music, and I can be found on Apple Music but only on features right now. <laughs> okay. Um, very soon within this month, I should have a single out right. called 20 something. I'm and looking forward to it. You'll be able to find me on all streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple music, title, all that. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been making music for, I want to say close to six, seven years now. Okay. And just been doing it for the love for a long time, and I'm still doing it for the love. Yeah, six seven years. There's there had to have been like some catalyst, like what what happened yeah. six or seven years ago. Hmm. Okay, so we were. It was me and Nate. You met him at the studio. He okay. was uh, the quiet uh, yeah, guy the on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. beat maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just. <laughs> A savant. And um, so I was at his house and he was upstairs. I was downstairs. And this isn't unlikely. Nate will just disappear on you. And yeah. you know, I was just talking to his parents. I'm close with his parents. Um, but I'm like, what? what's Nate doing? So I walk upstairs and he's in a closet making music. Mm. And... Like, it's awesome. Like, I I love what he's doing. And nobody knows that he makes music. Mm. Um, so after that, that was kind of like the spark for me. Like, seeing him create something that I loved and just thinking, I could do this too. Like, I feel it. I can do it. So yeah. we started making music together after that. and That day or it took a while? I think it was a week after that that we made music together mm. and it was me and two other people um and we became known as Bottega and that was kind of like the catalyst for okay me starting to make music okay so Bottega um that was that was the the album that you introduced me to like, like that was Bottega that did that album right yeah everybody um, everybody eats. okay I'm breaking in here to interrupt the flow of the interview for a little bit just to uh, bring the audience into what I was exposed to before uh, Kendall and I actually sat down here to talk. 
um, beforehand, I asked him to share some assets with me, some projects that he's worked on in the past and some things that he's currently working on. Just help me get exposed to him as an artist. One of the things he shared with me was an album that uh, he was a part of when he, and when he was within the group called Bottega. Uh, the track that you're listening to in the background now is one of those tracks off of that album. Uh, this one is called Kicking It, uh, production by Dave Lowe on this one. Uh, so this was just to give you an idea of the sound that he had before and uh, some of the things that he was involved in. Later on in the interview, you'll hear me call out um, the 80s and 90s. Uh, I, I just I like to say particularly this one sounds like a 90s track. Uh, give you some of that uh, trap called Quest Live. And I still ain't bluffing, and it still ain't nothing okay. to make it more than thunder all over your summer children. You can catch me in the dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, how did so what was what, what, what were the steps, man? Like, from there to Bottega, man? It sounded like it just it sounded like there were a lot of there are a few people that were sitting back maybe thinking the same thing maybe they discovered something six or seven years ago about themselves maybe they've been sitting on wanting to make music maybe they've been making music and then no one knew kind of mm -hmm. like your friend nate was yeah. that kind of yeah. how it happened yeah nate was making music nobody really knew about it uh my friend dave uh he was making music and people did know about it he had a whole album out mm -hmm. and he saw on instagram it was one of my first instagram videos I recorded my friend John Mercedes uh, rapping over a beat that Nate had made. And uh, I, I wish I, I... We're going to have to like dub over the recording because okay. I, I still have it. And it's right. his rhymes were hilarious. Um, but Dave, he uh, DM'd me and he was like, who's that? Like, that's fire. And I told him, that's my man, John. And he was like, oh, I'm going to have to get with y'all. I make music too. And just like that, we came together. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just, after that, it wasn't a lot of music that got made, to be honest. Okay. We made like one track, and then for a year, we just hung out and got really close as friends. Yeah. And hanging out usually involved um, playing Smash Brothers in Nate's basement. Okay. And uh, joning on each other. Uh, going. Natural, normal stuff. Yeah, course. just normal stuff. You know, going to get some wings, coming back, playing more video games, maybe going outside to play basketball or something, you know. And every now and then, we would show each other music that we were working on. Okay. And then we would start to collaborate. And it just kind of happened very naturally because we were already hanging out. We were already becoming one in mind, and it showed on the track. Okay. So like, so you meet you meet Nate. He's making beats, hiding away in his closet, and then now you you um run into like a bunch of other friends that's doing that. And you saw like one year later, this is when you actually decided to like naturally, eh, it's just kind of like, hey, we're playing video games, we're hanging, spend all this time together. Mm -hmm. We all have this love for music. We might as well go all the way in, right? It wasn't really even a conscious decision, to be honest. Okay, it was just like music slowly just became one more thing that we did like playing video games you know joning on each other yeah lay a verse down yeah yeah go back to what we were doing and it uh. it kind of that's how the album kind of came together 
And that's and that's what that's what got everybody eats. Everybody mm-hmm. eats came out of that. Yep. Wow. All right. So um this is where this is where I'm gonna like encourage like anyone who's uh I, I don't know, like are you proud of everybody eats? Because I'm oh, I, I love it. Proud. Okay, okay. Cause I I, I love it, man. So like I, I wanna actually um I was listening to something the other day, man, and I like listen to like um a lot of like photography stuff, um, cinematography things. And I think that, uh, so, the, you know, the, anyway, this podcast I was listening to was talking about a call to action. I'm not going to get all the way into it. But um, I think right now, if you're listening, um, you can pause if you want to, <laughs> you know, and say, like, go look, go check out SoundCloud, uh, Everybody Eats. Mm-hmm. If they did, like, a search for Everybody Eats, that'd be yeah. a way to find it. Right? Yeah, we'd definitely <clears throat> get it. And then look up Bottega, uh, yeah. B-O-T-T-E-G-A. Okay. Yeah. And where and how did you get to the name Bottega? Um, Dave, he's he would kill me if I didn't credit him with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> every chance he gets, he reminds us that he came up with it. Okay. Um. So yeah, Dave Lowe, he's one of our producers. He, uh, just stumbled upon that word. It's an Italian word that means a studio of a master artist where other artists come to master their craft. Okay, nice. And he just stumbled upon that word. We said it a few times. We we're like, yeah, that's dope. Let's go with that. All right. Sounds like an Italian dojo. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that was what it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, nah, Bottega, let me so so when you um when we first uh when we first spoke first spoke over the phone, right? I got an introduction to you. Uh I heard I heard because I know you asked me this question. This is gonna kind of go into. I don't want to get too far into this. I do want to go down that path though, because mm-hmm. because uh, that night that I was hanging with you at the studio, and you were working on um, uh, man, what's the track? What's the track? You say it's, it's gonna be a single coming out in February. Yes, twenty okay, something. Twenty something. All right. So all right, cool. I know you got a few tracks you're working on. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So twenty something single, uh, for sure was working on that. And uh, right before we got in there, you asked me, like, you know, what was it that I heard, you know, that made me interested, you know, mm-hmm. in talking to you? Um, first, let me let me center on, like, but this is before I even heard um, Everybody Eats, right? And you and I heard about Bottega because um, Corey told me um, a little bit, your friend Corey told me a little our mutual friend, I should say, told me a little bit about that. Um, but I heard, what I heard from, on his phone, and I can't remember what track I heard. Um, but I know I did hear that beat that he made that that you were um, laying some lyrics down over oh, top yeah. of it, right? <laughs> and I was thinking like, and nobody uh, will ever hear that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, you know. But I, I just thought like, wow, okay, um, the story behind that, where he didn't want you to do that, but you did that anyway. You know, I saw, okay, man, this is somebody that is like for the craft, you know, for the art, man, you know, like, like this guy, like he's, he's going, he's serious. Right. And then what I heard to me sounded polished. Right. I'm not saying it's like ready to be released, right. cut it, put it on a track. Yeah, Cause I definitely yeah. just held up my, I know you did. To it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did for sure, man. But I was like, yo, what I heard there was like potential. Like, so what I heard Again, was just potential. wasn't a full deal, right? It wasn't like, all right, nah, nah. This is a guy that I I need to like buy his music now. I'm not saying that, but what mm-hmm. I heard was potential. Now, when you and I talk, and then I say, okay, I know sometimes gonna go by. We're gonna get an opportunity to speak to each other. Give me something. Let me do like, help me do some homework on you, mm-hmm. right? Because I want to find out more. I think I only, at that point I only heard like pieces of maybe two or three tracks, right? So you send me everybody eats and. Um, 
everybody eats, I will say now, and you know, I'm not trying to like hype you up. Uh, yeah, not not trying not trying to get like not <laughs> trying to get like the band back together. Or anything no, like no. That, yeah, you know if, if anything, like if you if you want to kill me, because I to the, all the listeners, I have no idea what Sean thinks <laughs> about my music. Because yeah, I told him this. not to tell me until this moment. So he might be about to kill me, you know. Yeah, I'm not recording. No, I'm not going to kill you, man. Um, no, I liked it, man, and and that's why, like, when we was at the studio, I was like, "Yo, this reminds me of, um, De La Soul. This reminds me of a Tribe Called Quest. This reminds me because you know I'm I'm a kid of the, I mean, I'm a kid of the '80s, born 1980. You know what I'm saying? So at the beginning, of course, you know, I mean, a little kid, but whatever. But music was big for me. I loved music. I love, love, love music. And so, and uh, but I'm but I, I suck at artist names. I mean, don't don't ask me that or like track names, or anything like that. But I just know I like to hear it. Um, and when I heard that, man, it did. It took me back, and I was like, you know. But I'm like, yo, I'm thinking to myself, man, these guys are younger than me. And I'm like, these this could not have been that long ago. But it gave me that feeling of really like, man, you know, in my room, you know, in the '90s, you know, um, into the early 2000s, mm-hmm. just listening to it was it was done. The album I heard was done it was complete had the out had the intros outros you know um little skits in the middle mm-hmm. and i was just like wow this is like crafting it's crafting a world it's 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 telling it's telling a story yeah um so that's not focused on you so maybe yeah, i know this it's, is and i c- could never take the credit for that album, okay yeah know. but you were part of that I was just you know a part of yeah it. just a part okay so so what was it like being a part of something like that it was fun because <laughs> yeah. I just hanged with my friends and we were really it was at a time in our lives where we were just figuring out ourselves what we like um, the music that we want to make and we ended up having a huge impact on each other mm-hmm. and it probably it, it will never happen again um, we would never be able to recreate that album just because it was it was just the product of us just hanging out, like I said before, just hanging out every now and then we would record a song, then we would go back to hanging out, and whatever happened to us in that day ended up on the track, yeah, you know, so we wouldn't be able to recreate that even if we tried and Got it was it. amazing just having just like inspiration just flow that freely and it still does for me okay because i just do it for the love like i said before like and as long as nothing interferes and my ego doesn't get in the way and i just realize like it's not that serious you just you know you hear a beat you either like it or you don't and whatever you're going through you just speak to it if you like it do something with it yeah that's simple yeah all right i like that how did that experience uh, bring us? Because I know at the time you had a different name, right? Yeah, like GQ. GQ, right? <laughs> <laughs> so why? Uh, I'm not going to ask you why you changed the name because um, I'm guess I'm just going to guess you probably felt like, oh man, that's like that's too pretentious, yeah. man. Let me pretentious. <laughs> even though it was my nickname, because that's the only reason it gotcha. ended up. It was just you know what people called me. Gotcha. Um, it just wasn't me, <laughs> even okay. though it was my nickname. It wasn't me. It wasn't what I wanted to be known by, and it was super just like unoriginal. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I just changed it to Dill, the last three letters of my first name. Okay. And um, yeah, so it's a little bit more original. All right. Yeah, of course, man. 
Um, would you ever go by just Kendall? I mean, you got like I, when I hear Kendall, I'm not. Uh, I think Kendrick, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I think that before Kendrick Lamar came on the scene, right? People wouldn't think like, oh man, I think uh, an awesome rapper name would be Kendrick, right. man. Exactly. You know like, so I mean, this? in fact, I showed Kendrick because <laughs> I showed Kendrick Lamar to my friend. And he was like, who's this dude with this regular name? Like, no, I don't want to listen to Kendrick Lamar. Like, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I was like, nah, he can spit, man. Yeah, you know, so it's like, um, I think, I think, I don't know if we're still in an era. Like, I mean, there's so many people that have, like, you know, these rap names, man. Like, do you think that you'd ever just lean on Kendall? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Time will tell. Okay. I, right. Honestly, I'm, I don't really like to make myself the forefront, like, I feel that. If anything, I'll make another group or band yeah. and hide behind that moniker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe by the end of this podcast um, episode, hopefully we'll, we'll pull you out front, man. You know what I'm saying? We'll <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> um, and I, it is another reason why I'm, why I'm saying that, um, but we'll get to that later on. Um, so, okay. So you had the experience of the group. Obviously, that that uh, experience there it, it teaches you something right it, it must have lit like a fire underneath you because i know you said like the group splits up everybody's doing different things families are had people are getting married people are going on into career, i guess school careers mm-hmm. whatever um some of these guys might still be producing oh yeah all um, of us are still making still producing okay still making music all right now I happen to run into you, and you know, to me, I feel like all right, you're trying to attack it very seriously. So, what was it about that? <laughs> it's experience? funny because I'm. Are you the most laid back? One of now? the more laid back ones <clears throat> when it comes to music. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, but you. I mean, maybe, maybe uh, your definition I'm, of laid back is different. Man. I'm kind of the most active right now. Okay. I think that's what it is. Okay. Everybody else is kind of like. Most of my other friends have already released their solo albums. Ah, uh, gotcha. And I'm kind of like one of the last ones okay. to drop mine. Did something happen to give you some like sort of renewed sense Honestly, of energy to get back into it? I always wanted to, just to sh- prove to myself that I could, because I started in a group, mm-hmm. and I used started to use them as a crutch. Like I couldn't even write a whole song, okay, because I was so used to just having. Somebody else make a hook most of the time. Sometimes I made a hook, but somebody else make a hook. Uh, all I really had to do was add 16 bars, sometimes even eight bars to a song. And that's all I had to do. I just had to be my best self yeah. for like one minute <laughs> on a song. Yeah. And I kind of uh, I kind of started to use them as a crutch. So, yeah, I wanted to prove to myself that I could make my own body of work. Okay. All right. That's cool, man. I, and I think, I mean, from what I from what I hear, man, I think I feel like you're doing that. Oh, one thing I did not say about um everybody eats like I, every so once in a while, man, I, I do. I I I um navigate to it in SoundCloud and I play it in the car, man. I think it's I think it's good enough, you know, for that, man. Seriously. And then I also think um now let's go back to that night, man, because you we you asked me like what was it um that brought me to you and um you know like what. But we also talked about like music categories, right? Because mm-hmm. you you were curious about that, and so I so then it made me curious about that. Like you're asking about categories now. There's been a conversation around where um, certain certain artists don't like to be placed in R and B category. We would talk about this today, okay, yeah. cool, awesome. Like yeah, I think it's interesting, and you know, especially you trying to like you know uh, make a name for yourself mm-hmm. and you know get this music out there, get that message out there. 
Um, I think sometimes when people are trying to target a heart, they say, okay, cool. This heart I know mm-hmm. is living in R&B. So I'm, I'm going to be an R&B artist and that's where I'm going to get that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, this other person, you know, is in the rap side of things. So I'm going to call myself a rapper and then that's how I'm going to get to them. So I mean, like, yeah, tell me about the categories. Like, how, how do you, how do you think about the categories? We know there are artists out here that say, don't put me in a category. Right. And I'm one of those. Okay. And it's super cliche. But I honestly don't, I don't think any artist would want to be put in a box. I don't think any person would want to be put in a box. Mm-hmm. And to do that in any way, whether it be stereotyping somebody based on how they look yeah. or stereotyping somebody into a genre just based off of how one song sounds that this artist makes. Right. It's just not fair to them. Okay. And it suffocates them. Like, gotcha. And I, I just, like I said before, I, I make music, like I hear a beat and it could have, it could sound like rock, it could sound like rap, it could sound like R&B, and it just depends if I like it or not, whether I'll record over it. And I know what a beat needs, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it and not do it justice and release it to the public. Yeah. But I believe like if, you know, if you're a musician, you just make music and you, that should be all it is, just music. Okay. Yeah, and I the only reason I asked you about that is because yeah. I want to know how people perceive me, and it's hard for me to know that. Right. You know? Yeah. So I want to know, like, what made you like me and why? Mm-hmm. Is it because you like this type of music? If so, you know. Right. So on me, I don't like... I don't. I don't. Th- I just like music, man. I don't. I don't think of myself as. Well, as I'm doing the right thing. Then. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on the right path. Yeah, if I, I attract so. people like you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I just, I just, I just like music, and I think initially I felt that, okay, um, Lil Dill is going to be in a rap category. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I'm thinking like from the name. And then also, you know, it's coming from Corey. And I, I, I don't know. I don't, again, your friend, our friend Corey. I keep saying your friend Corey. And Corey's going to hear this and be like, what? We're not friends? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, like, I think, you know, so I don't, I don't talk to, I haven't talked to Corey a whole lot in advance, you know, about like, you know, what he's attracted to when it comes to music, you know? And so I just assume like, oh, you know, maybe he, uh, this is rap and he likes rap. Mm-hmm. He like, you know, he lives in that hip hop category, I right. guess. I'm not sure. Um, but for sure, everybody eats to me felt like hip hop. Yeah, right? and it was. And it was very hip hop. Now, when I, so I was actually um, taken aback a little bit, right? Like when you then sent me some things that you were working on, late, you know, of late. And I was expecting all hip hop, you know. Um, there's a, there's one track. And so I don't, I don't know how much you're, you're ready to put out, you know, when it comes to like tracks right now, but I know you got like one track that had like a little bit more of a rock and roll yeah. feel. Now I wouldn't call it a rock and roll track, but it just had like, uh, you know, it had some vibes, you know, yeah. rock vibes. And I remember when I first heard that it was jarring at first, right? Because it was like, Oh, I wasn't expecting, you know, to get this, you know, from you. Um, now it took me, it took me three lessons probably right to to bring my head back around to it actually no it took me two so i listened to it twice before we met in the studio then we met in the studio and then you were um you were working on that particular track yeah. right a little bit and then we were listening to some of the tracks that you had worked on and i i got a chance to hear that track 
sandwich in between some of your other work, mm-hmm. which I think is um, a good way. I'm not calling it a bad track, but it's a good way to be introduced to that to that track mm-hmm. in particular, right? Um, then it made sense. Then it clicked. Yeah. Then then it was yeah. I really like this song. You know, I was like, yo, I like I like this track. I get it because at first I thought like, well, where is he coming from? You know, with this. Um, but you know that's also weird too because we started out this conversation about talking about people, and I like people and personalities. I don't know, man. This feels like an this feels like you're interviewing me as much as I'm interviewing you. I'm, I'm talking just I'm listening like, to you, man. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to you because I Talk. love I love hearing what people think about sure. my music. You know? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my first album, okay, my first solo album, anyway. So yeah, all this feedback is priceless. Yeah, I, I think okay, so. This is going to go into um, like what I like about podcasts in general. What I like about um, social media is that you get an opportunity to know an artist. Uh, there's a there's an um, artist, Danny Lay, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't. I was not looking for her type of music, right? Because her music's a little different, right? Mm. Um, it's trap. R&B. At least that's, mm-hmm. what, that's how I describe it. I right. don't know if other people call it call it that, but I call it trap R&B. And I wasn't looking for that. But before her music came about, I was exposed to her in that ah, man, I, someone someone, some, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so someone interviewed her or someone was talking to her. I don't think it was a full-out interview, but I had an opportunity. To, I, I followed her on Instagram, and then I started, like, you know, because I was curious. Like, man, I heard a, a part of a track, and I'm like, this is interesting. Didn't like it at first, but then as I got to expose to her personality and who she was, it made sense mm-hmm. because I like stories, you know, yeah. and then that story made sense to me. You know, and everyone does. Yeah, everyone likes a good story. Since like the dawn of mankind, mm-hmm. stories are what stays. Yes, you know, like a story can live on forever. Mm-hmm. Whether it be the story about a person or the story about a certain time period, and that's what I want to do with this album is reflect who I was at a certain time. You know, who I was then, who I am now, and I feel like. Yeah, certain songs will be jarring if they hear them out of context. Yes. But I consider myself more of a writer than a rapper. Mm -hmm. So I see it as a book. Like, you can't just flip to, you know, and sometimes you might even do that. You might look at a book, like the cover, and then just flip to a random page to see how much you like it, just to see what their writing style is like. And you'd be like, nah, I don't feel this. Well, yeah, you got to start from the beginning and you got to make your way to the end. You can't have a short attention span. And I feel like, I feel like that's just what you're talking about. It's that's just, it. you know, like really getting to know an artist before you write them off. Yeah. And I love how you take the time to do that rather than just hearing this and be like, what's this girl doing? You know, like, right. But you actually took the time to get yeah. to her. No, yeah, actually. And, and, you know, when I got a, when I got a chance to hear her and know her, then man, I, I started like telling other people about it. I was like, "Man, you gotta like, you gotta check this out. Give it a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, you, this sounds a little different, but give it a chance." Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's touches back on to you know talking to people. I, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't need to be the guy that gets to discover like all like uh, you know the artists that are trying to come up and then like say, hey man, I knew about Dill before yeah. y'all, right? <laughs> but I think it feels everybody good. hates that person. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I <laughs> if don't. You're listening and you're that type of person. Just stop it. You're not impressing anyone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's not. Let's not trying to impress people. But I think it also. But I hopefully I would like if the motivation behind that. Was that it feels good to see someone win? Oh, for sure. You know what I mean. Yeah. And 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 I think that I just I'm just meeting you. I'm just seeing you on what to me seems like a rise. You know, maybe it's not a rise. Maybe maybe I, I doubt maybe it. we got different stages. <laughs> I feel like I'm just going broke making my first album, yeah. but it's, hey, man. you know, for you the love, call it that for the love. It could sure. be it could be a rise. It could be a rise, and I think that would be you know that's awesome. That's special, man. Yeah, but. Thing I'm wondering now, because you say, because we went about like six, seven years. I don't think you, and I could be wrong, so you're going to have to prove prove it to me um, that I'm wrong. But I don't think you fall into loving music to the degree that you are without having another, having at least some sort of base before that. Because it could, right? You know, so so can you tell me about that? Like, you know, like maybe like your earliest memories of music Mm -hmm. and who it was and who introduced you to it. For sure. Yeah. Like, I remember just always hearing music in my house like everyone does but what really like cemented my love for music and hip-hop in general was a late registration cd and i don't know who made me this cd but i remember it had kanye west late registration written in red marker and then there was ti's the king album Mm. And also written in marker. I don't know how I got these CDs, who made them for me, but I listened to them for two years straight. Nothing else but those two albums. And I fell in love with just just music because regardless of how my day was going, like I could be with Kanye, I could be with T.I. Yeah. And my love for all kinds of music came from a certain year in middle school when... Like, I didn't really have too many friends, and I had one lunch period where none of my friends were there, and I just, I didn't like, I could stand being alone, but I don't like being alone and having other people look at me and feel pity for me or anything, so I was just like, bump this. I don't think anybody likes that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, bump this. I go to the library, which is across the street, and... I realized that they have a CD section. I never knew that they did. And I start going through these CDs. I pick out a Miles Davis album. I pick out, what was I, I think it was Led Zeppelin. And I think John Coltrane. Just because the covers look cool. And I had heard these names in passing. And I was like, eh, let me do some research. And that started like this trend of me at lunch going to the library and just listening to music and like i said before these musicians became my friends and i just like at a time when i felt alone they helped me feel less of that so like i realized like if i could do this for somebody else you know if i could become as instrumental as these artists were to somebody else who I don't even know, like that would be something that I can like go to my deathbed happy about. 
Yeah. Wow, man. That's uh. So, did you have any exposure to playing an instrument, or maybe like being no. a part of like a mm-hmm. chorus or anything like that? In I school? remember my dad bought me a guitar when he realized that I was as into music okay. as I was. Yeah. Um, and I tried to learn how to play it. I, I took a guitar class in school and. Yeah. Messed around with the guitar, learned a few songs, and then I got bored with it and just went back to listening to music and rapping along to my favorite songs. Okay. And I started writing. I had been writing for a while. I'd, like I made comic books and yeah. wrote poetry and stuff. I had been doing that all along. Um, but yeah, instruments never. I never really had the patience. <laughs> okay. So like, like how long did you try? Like it was at least a, a few months or and with how, the instrument? Yeah, with the instrument. Yeah, at least two years. Okay. How yeah. old were you? About? I want to say 14. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think that was enough, man. I, I, I really do. I really think that was enough because uh, I'm just thinking about myself. I'm not an expert in this, you know, but uh, the the amount of love that I have for music, I don't think comes from nowhere. And I think that's why I w- wanted to ask you that, you know, because I think a lot of people that have that love is the bass, right? Like my mom's... Uh, Cleaning the house, she's gonna be putting on, right. you know what I mean, like putting on some music. Uh, my dad, um, I can't. My mom would mostly like play like, um, Motown, right? Motown, like kind of mm-hmm. like oldies. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my dad, randomly, it felt like enough though. Randomly, like at least, I don't think we would pass a week without him going down in the basement picking up some vinyls. You know, uh, a lot of reggae at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, Bob Marley. Um, and then also a lot of Michael Jackson, right? Of you know, of course at that time. So, <laughs> so like, yeah, I remember that, and it, it forms like a it forms a good base. But I mean, yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty. There's there's a there's a maturity that you had there, man, to like take that step yourself, man. You know, like like to get the to pick up like uh, the Coltrane, right? You know, yeah. and like and like sit and like listen to it, and even have an appreciation for that music because. It's a, it's music from a different era. It was sad. Okay. And that's why I loved it. Okay. Like like my life wasn't that hard, you know. I yeah. just got bullied and I was alone for a little while, but you know, yeah. there's plenty of people with a lot harder. <laughs> you know, a lot harder stories than that. They hit harder, but um but I just I just really related to just how sad the music sounded or sometimes how angry the music sounded. Yeah. And it's probably not a good thing, but I still like to make music that comes from that place, like mm. that is almost therapy. Okay. You know? So because your love is from all these different avenues, because um, you talked about Zeppelin and Coltrane, you're like, <laughs> you know, mm. um, do you think that fed into today when we talk about, hey, I just don't want to be put in a category. I just want to oh, for sure. do music that I love. For sure. Okay. Yeah, because I, I just... Yeah, I don't, it's, and I hate to like, I hate to make it about race. Okay. But I I feel like that's a huge part of just being boxed in is, you know, being black and making music. Yeah. You're automatically in an urban category, whether it be R&B or rap. Right. And black people invented all music you know so it's like why touched on it all man <laughs> why do we get why do we get put in a box it's the same thing that they do 
in all aspects of life because you look this way you have to do this and I, I never vibed with that one because you know my mom's white and my dad's black and i feel like it was a discredit to her like i'm not just all black yeah and even if i was it doesn't mean that i have to like one thing right and i would definitely get clowned for the way i dressed and the yeah. music i listened to and the way i talked but i i didn't care you know it's <laughs> good yeah, yeah, that's good. There was a there was an interview I did um a while back, Philip Livingston. Um he was he's a he's a paint well, I'm not going to call him a painter, right? Cuz I asked him, you know, hey, do you consider yourself a painter? You know, he's like, I just want to be called an artist. You know, because his um even though he does a lot of painting, he builds the canvases before he paints on them. Yeah. So if I'm going to talk about, so I'm not going to call Philip Livingston a uh, painter. I'm just going to call him an artist. Yeah. You know, but now we're in music here for you. I, I'm going to talk about you and I'm going to, you know, tell the world like, man, you know, really had a great time talking to Kendall Spriggs. And they asked me what kind of yeah. artist, what kind exactly. of musician is he? And that's only then, natural. Then, yeah, yeah. So then what, what, what do I say? <laughs> say listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say you say go listen to him okay. i'll send you a link and you tell me what he is okay that's no. what i would rather people do rather than because as soon as you ask that question yeah even in your head before you even hear the person you're like mm -hmm. oh i'm not gonna mess with that yeah or oh yeah i might like that you know that's what happened to me right we right talk, we talked about it first but i give you a chance right you, not, it, not, a lot not of everybody people. does that though yeah that's not right. everybody does that okay all right, so I want to hop on something else, man. So we talked about the the story of you um, getting into music, discovering um, these uh, eclectic listening, I think, even. Um, storytelling, because Everybody Eats to me was a story, you know, that, that just, it, it put me into this world. Um, as I'm listening to, I think, I think in February, the world, uh, the people who listen to your music, the world of people who listen to your music are going to get um, started to be introduced to you. And I think, what you're building and crafting musically is a story. Yeah, for sure. Um, where did you get that from? Why it sounds like telling stories? Because you just said it yourself, you love stories, and, yeah. st and everyone loves a good story. So it sounds like it's important to you. Like, how did you come to that conclusion? Uh, reading. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Mainly it, you know, just reading and realizing that a lot of books are trash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, I would read so many books and their stories would just bore me, you know? Like, yeah. And I realized because it didn't relate to me. Mm. And we as people were very self-centered. <laughs> but so rather than people be attracted to me based off of what kind of music they think I make, I would rather them be attracted to me because they relate to me as a person. Mm -hmm. And I can only share my story. So if, if I do that on an album... Mm -hmm then I'll have fans that love me for me. Were you hearing, so So is it safe to say, but it's not that you heard like maybe another musical example or, or an album example and you say, man, you know, I really liked how this artist. Um, Probably. Okay. Probably. Yeah. I mean, like the first example that pops into mind is Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. It was, okay. He called it a, a film mm -hmm. and it, it played as a film um and there's plenty other examples that's the first one that comes to mind but that's not the motivating factor beside, okay. behind me wanting to make my album a story got it that's yeah. that's that's from you from your own life experience because you talked about writing 
comics. Yeah. Being a storyteller before this. Right. So it's natural that you're going to take that element into yeah. this. Yeah. I just don't okay. want to just put out just, just music. Of course. Because then it will just be just music and there's so much music, <laughs> you know? So I'd rather tell a story, something that people either like or don't like, relate to or don't. Yeah. Um, but if they do relate to it, they'll listen to it again and again, hopefully. Yeah. All right. So I saw something uh, that night, too, that I that also liked. Uh, collaboration mm. like um, how important is it to you to this journey of music it's everything okay everything like um, going back to Bottega the meaning of the group is uh, uh, a studio where artists come to master their craft and without even really realizing it that became our mission statement is bringing artists together to hone what they do, whatever they did, whether they're painters, whether they're designers, uh, whether they're uh, NIT, whether they're videographers, whether they're podcasters. Uh, we've worked with a lot of different people and brought a lot of different people together. And there's something special about that. Like, And even more than just the sentimental stuff, um, when you bring people together you're able to share uh audiences mm -hmm. yeah so me being uh here with you today yeah we're probably gonna trade some listeners i hope so yeah 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 i hope that does happen you know um through this as a matter of fact like when when i was with you guys that night and so to to go back to that night um again you know we have uh and who's remind me of the um the producer that we were working with um uh ryan anderson top. Yeah, yeah 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 top yeah yeah the sound engineer i guess mm -hmm. it's to say um so with with top um and, and with Corey and then with uh, jm and uh ty mm -hmm. uh yeah on, on the guitar I, I just really felt like it felt like a collaboration and you know of course i was there that night you know taking um photos uh, i did like some some video you know with my phone and and I thought, like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm watching something. I'm watching something, like, you know, special, man. I loved how, you know, you guys were like, um, refining the tracks over there and building up on it. And to me, I just kind of, like, had that sense from you, you know, that, you know, collaboration is important, you yeah. know, to you. Uh, when it comes to work, even the podcast or even my photography, you know, if I'm taking pictures of anybody, I don't look at it as, all right, I'm just here to do a service. Uh, I'm going to give you your photos and we're done, you know. Uh, even with this podcast, like, I want to know you know, the person I'm talking to and that I'm working with and dealing with, like, you know, how can I help them? You know, what, what can they get out of this? Cause right. I know I'm getting something out of Facts. this, you know? And that's what it is for me. Like, okay. uh, those people there, I didn't pay them to right. be there. They were there because they feel connected to what I'm doing. And that alone is like the highest respect to have these talented people in a room, uh, and in some ways, I think they're more talented than me, but they're helping me make my project a uh, reality. So I have to give something back. And you probably saw me with Corey, mm -hmm. who's a younger artist, um, still developing. Uh, if I could give him just a little bit of confidence in himself, uh, then I feel like I gave back. Yeah. You know, he helped me make the first track. You know, he laid down the chords that will become the intro to the album. 
And before that, he thought his production was trash. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Not, not what I saw. Not at all. Yeah. yeah, he's super talented. But he, he came in nervous, mm-hmm. um, probably never been to a real studio before, and he killed it, you know. Yeah. And he'll have that memory forever. Yeah. And I will, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'd hate to put you on the spot, but I guess I am. Or maybe I shouldn't say hate to since I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> are there, is there anyone else that's, like, helped make, um this upcoming you know album possible that you also want to like you know shine shine some light on a lot of people yeah um all right so i guess i'll start with bottega um they helped a lot uh mostly production um there's nathan taylor aka lord dirt he has a, a album out on all streaming platforms you should check that out uh yaj also has uh, multiple albums out right now. He's a singer. Uh, he helped uh, Naya Imani. Uh, she's a rising star in the D.C. area. Uh, she helped lay down some background vocals. My boy John Mercedes, he helped produce a track and laid down a guest feature. Um, Marks, uh, he has an amazing album out called 1994. Y'all should check that out. Um all these people who have their own projects, uh, in a lot of ways, I think their abilities surpass mine, mm-hmm. and I look up to them, which is why I asked them to be there, and they willingly, you know, drove out however far to the studio and helped me make this album. Uh, I just want to say thank you now if you're listening to this. Cool, cool. And if you don't know any of these people, listen back to them and, um, yeah, check out their projects because they're all dope. There's a sound like it was a lot of talent and uh, just to like kind of bring the audience to where we are. We're actually sitting in a, um, a library right now at the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we are in the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Sounds like a, a lot of um, just a lot of talent. I, I, I know personally. So part of my being excited to talk to you and then even other artists from this area is that I really feel like there's a lot of talent in a DMV oh, that yeah. I think sometimes doesn't get, you know, called out. Constantly you know? overlooked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you feel the same way. Oh, right? yeah. It's been yeah. like that for a minute, too. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. always wonder, like, why is it the case? I haven't, like, delved into it too much, but I always wonder. Because, you know, it's not it's not L.A. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not. That's the thing. It's not. Yeah, the, it's not. It's not New York. Mecca. Right now, Atlanta is hot, you yeah. know. But, you and know. it's because they're. They're willing to work together. Okay. Whereas I feel like here we have a crabs in the barrel mentality. Okay. And we pull each other down um, rather than lift each other up. Everybody wants the top spot and there's not many spots. You know, there's really only one at a time here, you know. Okay. Like it was, I feel like in hip hop it was Wale first and then Gold Link. And then there's been... Several other artists that have come out of D.C. and Maryland, but, you know, it's, it's, it's like trickling yeah. compared to just how many artists there are here. It's just like every now and then one pops through the seams. A lot of people from this area are coming out doing it, and you just don't know. It's not, it's not till later on. You're like, oh, that, that right. person grew up around here. Like, wow, yeah, that's yeah. like, you know, it's crazy. So. I'm hoping something does change about that, you know, and that like, you know, just the, the talent that is in this area is, is, is known and it's seen and 
you know um it, it continues to grow man you yeah. know and and i really hope that you know you you're able to like crack out of that and you know like make make a splash i hope so you too. know as well i think i think one of my problems and it might be a, a problem also around the dmv mm-hmm. is a lack of business acumen okay yeah i feel like like i know how to make a song but i don't know how to get my song on a spotify playlist you know or you know into a youtube algorithm to have other people hear it like there's a lot of uh things that i don't understand about the music industry and some things i don't really care to understand i feel like it's just a lot of See that's an artist side. A talking lot of BS. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's facts. They push yeah. who they want to push. That's true. And they only allow a few. That's true. Would you think of yourself as a goal setter? Hmm. I mean, the fact that I made a project happen—that's a goal. But but like, do you sit back thinking like, ah, this this is what I I have this list of items that you know these are my goals. I would say like, so. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. what what would have you thought about like what would make 2020 a successful year for you musically speaking Mm. if i could release this album um, at least by spring um if i could if i could do a at least one show and have at least 100 people there Mm -hmm. um, which i know is possible i've done it before Mm-hmm. Um, and if I could have, I have a, a storyboard and I'm working with some videographers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just really want to bring this vision of this music video that I have to life and I want it to look exactly like it does in my head. Okay. Um, so if I could do all those three things, I would say at least music wise, I would feel accomplished for 2020. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, again, another call to action for anyone listening. Look out for 20-something for sure. Um, Kendall Spriggs, Little Dill, or Lil Dill, sorry. Mm-hmm. Or it's, um, just, it's just Dill now. Just no. Dill now, right? Not that little anymore. Okay. I, <laughs> a mature Dill. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. 20-something, man. I, I, I think it's going to be good. Um, look out. Definitely for everybody eats to get an idea, not of Dill, but then to see like some uh, some artists that he's listened to some artists that we've already talked about in this podcast so far that's like helped to, you know, propel you and, you know, make make this possible for you for you today. But I think also 20 uh, something is going to be a be a good listen. I got a chance to, to I don't, I'm not sure which track you're going to actually one of the tracks is actually called 20 something mm-hmm. like the title so what, track the title track. Yeah. Okay. And that's and that's one of the tracks that you highlighted to, to me already. Right. Yes. And that okay. should be that should be available February 20th. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it, uh, this conversation with Kendall Spriggs. This was episode four of Sean IRL. But you know what? Uh, If you really enjoyed this conversation, why don't you come back next week? I'm going to have another part. I'm going to call it part two. Yes, uh, after we talked about 20-something and the release of that track on February 20th, Kendall and I actually, we continue talking about other things. So why don't you come on back uh, next week for episode five of Sean IRL, and we'll uh, talk to Kendall Spriggs some more. All right, now look out for his track. Give it a listen. Enjoy. Enjoy.